This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi everyone, it's Alice Cash with Weekly Woman. And this week we're chatting with Sam Barlow, world-class kayaker who recently pivoted from her path of going to the Olympics and has been figuring out what this change means to her. Training for 2016 and then 2020, when the stay-at-home orders hit in California, she literally had to give up training. She couldn't leave the house. So she had to make the tough decision to pursue a new path. I'm sure this isn't new to all of you. When we come back, we'll be talking about transitions and later on the show with Sam Barlow. First, we have to give it up for our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS, the only supplement on the market to help relieve your emotional PMS symptoms. This supplement is produced by a woman-run company and is the only clinically tried supplement on the market for the emotional side of PMS. Just think if you could stop all the stressing and those anxieties that accompany PMS. It's totally possible with a supplement you take once a day. Learn more if Jubilance is right for you at jubilance.com. This has been a year of transition. How has your life changed? I recently, this week, got my first vaccine shot, and it's bittersweet. I feel like I'm used to the life I lead, solitary, just with my boyfriend in our tiny New York apartment. I've learned to cook this year. I bake! I have never baked before in my life, but now I am a French pâtissière. I feel at home just hanging out. I play board games. I work out every day because there's no excuse not to. And I work from home. Don't get me wrong, I actually started crying when the vaccine was put into my arm. Rosa, my nurse, just smiled and patted my hand. I'm sure she sees crazy people like me all the time. It feels like this nightmare is over, well, almost, after I wait another month for my second shot. I gave a friend I hadn't touched in a year a hug and started to cry. I can go see my parents. I can go to the store without fear. Maybe I'll start taking the subway again. Maybe I can go to other boroughs. Maybe I can feel safe enough to stop and talk to people without backing away. Maybe we'll all be okay. But we're not okay, are we? It's been a year of transitioning. Transitioning to working from home, from schooling kids at home, from giving up dreams, to watching friends, lovers, partners, family become sick, to some of them dying. How are we all going to be okay? If you've been following this podcast, you heard about my bout with COVID last March. It was terrible. And when the side effects hit me from this week, from the vaccine, I felt like the virus came back and I was filled with terror from that time in my life. I had to remind myself that this was the vaccine. I'm going to be okay. And it just means that my body can fight this virus now. We've all changed this year. I've gotten my first wrinkles. I've learned to pay attention to the little wins. And I'm finally able to slow down, to stop thinking about what I'm not, and to be able to just be. I still don't know what's going to happen, but isn't that just life? When we come back, we'll be chatting with Sam Barlow about her own transition into this crazy year. managing my stress levels. I take on way too much, I do way too many things, and every year I tell myself I'm going to do less and less. But I always seem to not meet that goal every year. I've removed no stress from my life. There is um, 
too much to do. If you're also trying to remove stress from your life, the only thing that has helped me immensely, more than anything, has been Jubilance. Uh, this PMS supplement <laughs> is a lifesaver, and most of the stress that I have to deal with is on my period, and it helps me keep my cool, find my peace, and deal with my stress and manage it better. But now that I have Jubilance to help me with all this stress, I was able to get everything I need to get done. I am not overwhelmed, and I can finally put this all away and just enjoy what 2021 has to bring. So Sam, we start off with some like more fun questions. Uh, what is your favorite show that you've binged during COVID? That I binged during COVID? Um, there's been a couple, um, but always the one that I love the most is Psych, the um, like detective, uh, what, what is he, Psychic Detective Show? Um, that, I always, I always go back to it. It's like um, the one show that I know I will enjoy no matter where I am. Mm. Like, I will always watch it. Um, but I pitched a couple, um, like The Witcher. The Witcher was a really big one that we binged mm. during, um, during COVID. Uh, so that, that's definitely, I mean, Henry, what can I say? Yeah, <laughs> that's so fun. I haven't ever seen Psych, so I need to check it out. Oh my god, it's amazing. I mean, I like it. It's, it's <laughs> kind of just really stupid humor, so you can you just can put it on and you don't have to think about it. It's one of those good shows. That sounds fun. Okay, do you have a favorite trip that you've ever taken? Oh, um. Well, my gap year was pretty special to me. Um, that one I did, I lived in New Zealand for four months and I traveled around Europe and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, I would say um, my favorite was also Fiji. And I went with your sister fashion. <laughs> and it was like, we just had a class. It was me, Gretchen, and our other friend, Caitlin. And we all lived in this one little like, cabin hut type thing together and it was two rooms but we decided no we don't want to stay in like two different rooms I think there's an issue with a mosquito and a lizard they all stayed in the same room and it was like it was totally a blast it was so great and we were just having fun and easy so amazing oh my gosh I I hear about that trip and it just like looks like unreal it looks so amazing like the water is so blue and like I just can't even I'm so jealous I know we're in all the money. I'm all orange for our lunch. It's got so many great memories associated to it. <laughs> and can you talk about where are you living now and what's your favorite part of that city? Um, well, I live in San Diego. Um, I go to college here, so that's why I'm back in um, this amazing city. Um, I would say the best part of San Diego is the fact that you can go from the ocean the mountains in an hour like if you want the ocean if you want the beach and that type of um scene you have it and then you want like the trees and snow and the mountains you also have that and um i just love to be outdoors so to have like drastically different um scenery is so amazing but it doesn't get boring after a while that's so cool. I know I used to joke, like you could like go skiing and surfing in the same day. It's so crazy. Where else can you do that? 
Yeah, I know. I, I say that same thing too. <laughs> like, I'm not playing the same. That's so cool. And you mentioned that you're outdoorsy. Can you talk a little bit about your kayaking? Yeah, so I did do sprint kayaking, um, the Olympic sprint kayaking version. And I um, started sprint kayaking because my dad was a, an Olympian for Team USA. And he also created the San Diego Canoe and Kayak Team, which um, allows anybody from like really young to 70 and above to come and kayak. And um, I have pictures of me with my dad and he's holding me at 18 months um, with a kayak paddle in my head, hands. So I kind of grew up in this world of sprint kayaking. And at 16, I got um, to be on the junior national team for Team USA. And I went to a bunch of countries doing sprint kayaking, which was amazing. It was an amazing opportunity. And so for seven years, I was on the national team, half junior and half senior. Um, and in 2016, I actually uh, tried out for the Olympic team. Um, my partner and I, I was 18 and my partner was 16. We were kind of really young for the age wow. category. And we got five seconds away from going to the 2016 Olympics. Oh. I know, I know. But I mean, we kind of were like, I don't know, I, I, we were so young, like it didn't quite hit us, like how, where we were, because we were so wow. young. Um, and we were just like, oh, we're here for fun. And it's like, no, you're here to do the Olympics. And it's like, no, we're here for fun. Um, and so, yeah, and so my goal was 2020, the 2020 Olympics, but um, unfortunately, due to circumstances surrounding the world, um, I decided that I was kind of put, gonna put it on hold because I wanted to go to college. And I wanted to um, get that side of my life as well. Um, so unfortunately I did, I wouldn't call it retirement, but because um, I haven't put up my uh, paddle, but I'm not going for the 2021 Olympics this year. Um, but I love kayaking. It's just an amazing experience. Um, to be out on the water going really fast, I would say it's one of the best feelings in the world. Wow. And can you talk a little bit about what sprint kayaking is? Yeah, yeah. Um, so sprint kayaking um, is the easiest way to say it, which is kind of an unfortunate way of saying it, but um, is to say you're like a rowing shell, but you go forwards instead of backwards. Um, so you're going from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Um, in really, really tiny boats. So if you've ever gone kayaking at like La Jolla Shores and those big um, plastic boats, you're doing basically what sprint kayaking is. Just imagine the boat really tiny, like not much space between you and the, your hips and the side of the boat. And if you get out of the boat, it will tip over without you in it. So it's very tippy. Um, and you're basically just trying to go over so for women, you go 500 meters and 200 meters are the distance. And then for men, it's a thousand meters and 200 meters. Wow. So 500 meters was my event. And it was basically like a minute 50 race. <laughs> so to so train for four years to do less than two minutes of a race is sometimes like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting. But it's, it's so fun to be on the start line and just to blast out of the gates and go as fast as possible. It's an amazing feeling. That's so cool. 
And when did you realize that 2020 was like looking kind of strange um, for kayaking and for your career that you had been working towards, if you want to talk about it? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think no one really expected it to go on very long. You No one, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, lockdown, like two weeks um, or, or something, because I can't really remember the date that California went into lockdown, but um, it was like May, March or March, I think actually March and our trials for the Olympics was in April. And oh so God. they were like, just keep going, keep doing what you're normally doing. Um, the water actually in California, the water didn't close down. So there was a little bit of a thing where we could um, like, quickly go from our from our car, run to the water, and we'll be perfectly fine on the water. Um, because we were like, we could stay six feet apart from who we were training with and from our coaches. So that was really nice because it was, no one expected it for, for it to go that long. Um, and then the water shut down. <laughs> we were like, oh, okay. Wow. That kind of puts a hinder into it. Um, and that was, I would say two weeks after like the initial lockdown is when, um, the water shut down and then the Olympic trials got canceled. And that is when it was like, okay, things are a little different now. This year is going to be not the same. Wow. That's but so it was, yeah, it was interesting though. Cause they kept, um, they kept saying like, they meaning the, um, like USOC, the United States Olympic Committee and the Olympic Committee for the world were saying like, oh, Olympics is in July, we'll be good, just keep training, we'll like reorganize qualifications, um, just keep going for it, keep going for it. And there's a point where I was just like, um, I can't put my life on hold for that long. Like if I stop, or if I keep trying for it and then it doesn't happen, like, where will I be? Mm -hmm. um, so there was a point where I had to go, okay, I need to look at different avenues. Um, so yeah, it was a bit tough. It was really tough to be like, okay, there could be a chance, but there cannot be a chance. So what is the better option for me? Yeah, that's, that's a really tough call and takes a lot of strength to make it. Um, yeah but you've been doing so many amazing and different things now. Can you talk a little bit about that? So you're in college right now. You're also a lifeguard, which is um, to the rest of the United States. They don't know that in San Diego, it is like the coveted position of San Diego. Um, can you talk a little bit job. about all those avenues that you've gone down this year? Yeah, so um, actually, funnily enough, this year, worked out kind of, I wouldn't say perfectly, but um, I just ran with where my life was going and it, it kind of worked out. Um, <laughs> so back in September of 2019, before the world went crazy, um, I applied and did like the tryouts for lifeguarding. And it was kind of like, I, I have to say, I have to admit to my parents, like, they could, they should have said, I told you so, because um, they were like, not really pushing me to do it, but just like, why don't you do it? Like, there's no harm. 
you do you do a swim um, and you do an interview and then later down the road either they say yes you can and you have to go oh I'm going to the Olympics and it looks really cool or um, they say you're accepted you can do become a lifeguard and you go okay there's nothing else in the summer I'll become a lifeguard and so I was just like you know what okay fine like fine parents I'll do it kind of deal and so I did it I got the interview we didn't really hear about um about it for a while so that we I kind of forgot about it like I was like lifeguarding kind of did it back in September whatever um and then come March and everything was changing um I was like if this summer doesn't happen if this summer if I'm not trying for the Olympics or trying for any of the other competitions that are happening for sprint kayaking over the Olympics, I mean, over the summer, um, why don't I go to lifeguarding? Like it was plan Z, it was so down on the list. It wasn't even on my radar until COVID happened. And then it became like plan B. And so um, once it really started looking like the summer wasn't going to be panning out like I wanted to, I started looking into like, okay, so how do I become a lifeguard and doing all the, like for city of San Diego, you have to do an academy so that they know you can run and swim and do all of the saving aspects of it. Um, and actually, so the city didn't hire me. They said, um, sorry, like we have enough applicants and we're not gonna accept you. So I was like, oh, okay, that's a little bummer. Um, but I was like, you know what? San Diego has a bunch of beaches. So I was starting to apply to like um, Carlsbad and Solana and some of the other beaches. Mm. And then um, I got into the academy and was going through the academy during COVID time. So it was really interesting. We all had to stay like six feet apart wow. even though we're trying to save people. So it was like, hi, here, I'm saving you in the water, but hold on, I need to stay six feet apart. Oh my um, God, how does that even work? Um, it worked, it actually worked out really well. Like they, I, I was really impressed with how they kept us like, wow. Um, separated, because it was like one of those essential things, like they need lifeguards, mm -hmm. even if like, um, there's not many people on the beach, because like one person can have an, issue on the beach and there needs to be someone there to save them. Um, and so during the academy, I actually got the call saying, you've been accepted to the city of San Diego. So I was really excited about that. And um, so fast forward to the summer, once I actually started working, um, yeah, being a lifeguard for the city of San Diego is such a tough, but fun and rewarding job um you like you're sitting there watching the water water making sure everyone is super safe and once you like help a little kid or help a parent um find their kid because that's a big issue is like kids going lost and parents like wow not being able to see them and stuff it's so rewarding you come home from the day like I helped somebody today so it's really nice I mean you get the whole Baywatch aspect of it too but the rewarding part is really good. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. It's, it's such a cool job. And like, like I said before, to people who aren't from San Diego, it's like 
the job of San Diego. It's so cool. Everyone like looks up to the lifeguards and like the intense training that you go through. Can you talk a little bit about that training academy? Yeah, the, the academy was really, was really hard. So I um, sprint kayaked and I played water polo in high school. So I was like, I'm pretty good swimmer, you know, <laughs> not trying to pat myself on the back or brag or anything, but um, like water has been a part of my life. And there was moments in this academy where I was just like, oh, wow, this is actually a lot of swimming. And like the waves put a little more of a like, bump speed bump into the um, process and stuff like that um so to become a lifeguard to do the like application system you have to swim 500 meters in under 10 minutes um and so yeah and this isn't in a pool this is in the bay so with no like you can't see the bottom because it's the bay so it's really like murky and stuff like that and then there's no wall to hold on to um and so yeah, it was, um, it was, that was, I was like, oh, can I even do it? But thank God I could. <laughs> and then during the academy, there's three different events um, that are incorporated um, of like running and swimming and they're timed events. So you have to do it under a certain time. And um, one of the events is the 500 meters. So you do that um, in the academy as well, just to make sure that you can still do it. Because um, I did my tryout in September, and then the academy wasn't until June. So, oh, wow. like, there could be, I don't know how much you could change in that much time. But, yeah, they just wanted to make sure you could still do it. And then the next event is called Greenwall. It's very specific. The, in La Jolla Shores, um, there's a house. And <laughs> the house has a wall that was green actually, but now it's like a beige color. Color, And you you run to the Scripps Pier. It's really hard to sh just talk about it, but so you run from that wall to the Scripps Pier, swim out and around the Scripps Pier, come back to the beach and then run back to the wall. And um, that's, that's a very interesting one because um, not many people are aware, but the piers and jetties and anything in the water makes a current next to it. So like a rip current and rip currents take you out into the ocean Ooh. and they keep sending you out into the ocean unless you can get out of them. And so um, the, the pier has two different rips. They have rip on the north side and a rip on the south side. And you have to be able to know like, okay, I'm, when I'm swimming out, I can use the rip current, but I have to get out of it. And then when you're swimming back in, you don't want to get stuck in that rip current because you won't be able to get back to shore very quickly. So for it to be a timed event and you getting stuck in those rip currents is also a little interesting. I know there's you're like shaking your head like, oh yeah, there's a lot of things going through your head when you're trying to swim around a pier. Um, one, you don't want to get stuck on the like pure pilings because that's not a good situation and yeah and you just want to go as fast as possible um and I'm pretty positive that one you have to do under 16 minutes yeah 16 minutes to do oh my god that would take me like at least three years <laughs> <laughs> I know um it's yeah 
I am that the, person that would not make it the second time in the 500. Well, I wouldn't make it the first time, but the 500 meters the second time, especially after like me eating all of the baked goods this year, wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I trained, I trained so hard for this, um, like on my own, because I was like, I'm not gonna like, <laughs> I did it once, I need to do it again. Like I can't, wow. I can't from doing it again yeah and then the final event is it's called the mile mile and you run a mile and then you swim a mile yeah and that that time is 36 minutes so you have to get under 36 minutes to do a mile run and a mile swim and that's in the ocean so the ocean, as I said before, like with waves and currents and stuff like that kind of puts up a fight and you have to really work on it to get back. Wow, that's amazing. I could not do yeah. any of those and they all sound torturous. So thank you for saving people and saving lives. You're welcome. Wow. Uh, yeah. And can you talk yeah. a little bit about Flagstaff? You were just there, what were you doing? Yeah, so, um, once again, I'm going to go back because it's a long story to get to where I am. Um, back in January, yeah, January of 2020, um, once again, before the world went crazy, um, I kind of was like, you know what, if I can't do anything over the summer and I am going to try to do lifeguardings, once again, it was plan Z at this time. Um, I kind of need medical training, like just, you know, kind of necessary to become a lifeguard is medical training and um i saw that the community college near us um was doing an emt program so emergency medical technician it's one step up from just general first aid you with a emt you can work on an ambulance and um, some other things but it's very specific like you get a lot of training with the emt training and they were doing a quick uh, one month program. And I was like, you know what I have, um, I, I'm laughing. So I'm thinking back about what I thought before the, the, before the program and what I'm thinking now afterwards. So I was like, you know what, I have a month, I can totally do it like between training. Um, and I had just finished community college. So I had just graduated community college and I had taken a semester off to train and get ready for the 2020 Olympics. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to really quickly do this in a month. Um, I would not recommend, I would not recommend doing an emergency medical technician program in a month. Um, I mean, I passed, thank God, but um, it was, I say now it was one of the most stressful things I've ever done because um, like I, I never really thought about nursing school or anything like that. And so I was in this program with nursing students or um, students uh -huh. that wanted to become PAs or physicians assistants. And I'm there going, oh, I took a anatomy class in high school like five years ago. Yeah, I could totally do this. And it was it was a lot. I'm so thankful that I did it because of where life has taken me now. Um, having that training has definitely opened a lot of doors to me um but it was the most stressful i'm gonna just repeat that it's the most stressful mo like month of my life um so yeah um 
with the EMT, um, I used it for my lifeguarding and um, it looked really good on my resume for my degree, which I'll get to at a later time. Um, but as an EMT, you can become a wilderness EMT. And so a wilderness EMT is someone that can take their training as a regular urban, as they call it, EMT, and go out into the wilderness and become a search and rescue volunteer, wow. or just be hiking along and help someone who's, who's hurt themselves. Um, and so, yeah, my dad and I actually did it last week. We did five days of this program where we were, yeah, just out there in the Flagstaff wilderness, bless you. Excuse me. Um, bless you again. <laughs> um, yeah, we were out there in the wilderness of Flagstaff um, learning how to splint amputated arms and um, bang your old fractures. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to like kind of freak people out when I talk That's about That's so crazy. That. But yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great experience and um, definitely helps me with my internship this summer. So yeah. Wow. Wait, so tell us about your degree. What are you up to? Yeah. Kind of hinted at yeah, it. Yeah, so I, yeah, I did hint at it. Um, yeah, so I'm at San Diego State University studying recreation and tourism management with an emphasis in outdoor resource management. It's a very oh. long title to say, basically, I like the outdoors. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the degree is basically getting me ready to be a tour guide, a field guide, um, anything to do with guiding um, in the outdoors. So I really, or like national parks, national park ranger, um, cool. wildlife ranger. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and I kind of hinted at my internship. I'm kind of really excited for this internship. Um, I'm going to be a whitewater rafting guide in North Carolina for the summer. So I'm That's so super excited. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God, that's perfect for you. That'll be amazing. Thank you. Yeah, so that's kind of why I got my wilderness EMT is because of the future endeavors. Wow, oh my God, that'll be amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> wow, I wish I could be in North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, if you, I've, I've been telling everyone, if you want to come out, um, I can take you down rapids unless you don't want to be with me and then I'll get someone else to come and no. take you down rapids. I want to be with you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and something that we always ask on this podcast is, what is your definition of womanhood? Yeah, my definition of womanhood is just being strong. That's, um, I think I have so many examples of just women who have been strong and who have gone after what they wanted and like my mom, oh my God, my mom is one of my biggest like strong women. Um, Cause, and it's not even like just being out like over the top strong, just like simple, like quiet behind the scenes. She just gets things done. And after a while you don't really realize it at the beginning, but then you're like, wow, mom, you've done so much. Like, how did you do it all? And she's just like, well, I've just been me. And it's like, just be you, just be who you are, be strong in who you are. And yeah, that, that is my definition of womanhood. 
Wow, that's amazing. And is there anything else you'd like to add to our listeners? How can they follow you and your like amazing travels? Yeah, so you can um, follow me at, on Instagram at Sam uh, June B or on my blog, which is where I write all my travels at. And that is the spirit of backslash the spirit of Sam. I'll send you the um, information. But if you just follow me on Instagram, you will get links to all of my travels as well. So at Sam June B on Instagram. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so yeah. much for being on, Sam. Thank you.